up every stitch You've got to pick up every stitch You've got to pick up every stitch Hello and welcome to another episode in the Oz Movie Geek Halloween Spooktacular. I'm your host, Pado. I've been focusing more on unsung heroes in horror over the last couple of weeks and have been sort of focusing on those films that don't garner enough appreciation um, among horror fans or among movie fans in general. This film does not fall into that category. This is a film that received nothing but praise upon its release and is still loved to this day. Uh, including by myself. I, I really enjoy this film. I think it's one of my favourite horror films probably of the 2010s and is a film that I find myself watching all year round. It doesn't necessarily have to be around Halloween, but if you haven't seen it before, then what better time to watch it um, than on Halloween? Uh, and that film, of course, is Jordan Peele's directorial debut, Get Out. I, of course, uh, covered Us a couple years ago with my good friend Alec, where we went into a real deep dive into the themes and, I guess, a, a full analysis and breakdown of that film. I won't be doing that here with Get Out. Maybe someday I'll do a commentary on the actual film itself, but this is more so just an appreciation review of what I think of the film, my overall thoughts, and why you should check it out, especially at this time of year. Like I said, it, it's one that sort of snuck up on a lot of people. It received a lot of attention after its first trailer. And I remember when that first trailer came out that a lot of people in the film review community in particular, I had just started doing film reviews on radio, and a lot of people were talking about you know this trailer, just saying, what the hell is this thing? This is insane. And... I remember when I first watched the trailer, I thought, ah, it's interesting. It doesn't really look like my cup of tea because it was sort of marketed in a very different way. It wasn't marketed in the traditional sense of a horror film. It felt like it was sort of targeting, you know, a more obscurest type of horror flick. It looked very niche. It didn't look like it was going to have that mainstream appeal. The film didn't have an all-star cast, whilst it has like Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener in it. No one really knew about Daniel Kaluuya, Alison Williams, or Lil Rel Howery, uh, who make up the rest of the cast. That th These were relative newcomers, and I think that they did a really good job of, I guess, capturing the, the fear and dread that is associated with a premise like this. And it's funny, the film plays out like a Twilight Zone episode, and for those who don't know, Twilight Zone was an anthology series from the 1960s and 70s, uh, even getting its own film uh, that had uh, Steven Spielberg and Joe Dante among directors who directed segments for that film. Um, the film itself, yeah, it, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode, which is funny because Jordan Peele uh, has said in commentaries and in interviews of his inspiration being from the Twilight Zone. And then he went on to produce a reboot of the Twilight Zone, which isn't fantastic, but it has its audience. Um yeah, it was just one of those things where it sort of snuck up on people and I guess no one was really expecting it to be as big as what it was. I think the film grossed 
180 million just in the US and it has like a 99% Rotten Tomatoes score, which is just insane. Um, the film was nominated for four Oscars, including a win uh, in the Best Original Screen ca- uh, Play category for Jordan Peele, which is just insane for his directorial debut. Um, and, and he was the writer and producer of this one as well. Like, it's just insane. It, it's really a testament to how good he is behind the camera. Um, I, I'm a fan of the way that the film is put together, but more so of Jordan Peele as a person. I, I really appreciate, um, I guess, his love for horror. It feels like a lot of these themes uh, sort of transcend the horror genre, which they do, um, but it, it's nice to know that he's not afraid to, you know, um, I, I guess, play with that in a horror film. He doesn't have to be, you know, a, a thoughtful drama. It can be a horror film, and I really appreciate that he actually went there. As you guys know, horror is my favourite genre for better and for worse. It, it's just a, a genre that I think can transcend uh, and really have that broader appeal if the right filmmakers are behind it. And here, that's the case. Jordan Peele is that filmmaker, and he does such a great job uh, just, I, I guess, in the execution of this film. So that's my introduction there for Get Out. So let's get stuck into this one and why it is as appreciated as it is. Um, so let's get stuck into this one. So take it away, trailer. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know? Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bruh. Meeting family and taking road trips. Don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> So you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this this thing? (laughs) (laughs) We hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. smoke in front of my daughter i'm gonna quit she'd take care of that for you how hypnosis i'm good actually you ready for this i'm back in the so look i go do my research apparently a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb but it's cool bro how are you not scared of this man couldn't see no brother around here chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here Get out. Sorry, man. Okay. Get out! Yo! <laughs> Rose, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Rose, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. <gasps> Mom, it's a terrible thing to waste. A terrible thing to waste. Too many white people are getting nervous. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Mama, it's a terrible thing to waste. 
So Get Out was written and directed by Jordan Peele and stars Daniel Kaluuya as Chris Washington, Alison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Catherine Keener, Caleb Landry-Jones, Lakeith Stanfield, Stephen Root and Lil Rel Howery and follows a young African-American man who visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend where he's simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. So that's putting everything pretty mildly. Now, I won't get into spoilers here for those who don't know what happens. I'll save that for later when I do a deep dive commentary of the film because, like I said, I, I plan on doing that at some point because... This film is instrumental, I think, in modern horror. It's one of the best films, I would say, made in the 2010, so I think it's deserving of that treatment, which I plan to do at some point. But I guess um, the plot being that um, Chris Washington goes with his uh, wonderful girlfriend, or so it seems, Rose, um, and they go and visit their parents, or his, her parents, sorry, upstate, and they are unaware that he is African-American and he feels uneasy at the prospect of actually meeting them because of that. And I guess things um, escalate from there. But what I appreciate is Jordan Peele's handling of these themes. Essentially, we're not dealing with your typical form of racism in the sense of what we see depicted in the media, whether it be film or television or novelization. Um what we're dealing with here is more so the, I guess, subtle racism that we see in day-to-day life. So that's what we're dealing with here. It's not your typical form of racism. Um, and I find that to be incredibly interesting and really well put together. I think that that is an interesting concept and I think it's executed superbly because the little comments make the audience, I guess, uneasy in the sense that they're probably thinking, man, have I done that before? Have I made someone feel like that before? Just because you're trying to either overcompensate because you're dealing with someone from a different race or you're, I guess, not knowing what to say so you you blurt out something that doesn't necessarily reflect your opinion or the way that you feel. It's an interesting concept and I guess we see it from Chris's perspective in this film. He doesn't really treat it as anything too uneasy or out of the normal because... For him, I guess it's day-to-day life. He experiences this all the time. So he's sort of desensitized to these comments that are being made by, you know, Rose's um, family and uh, the family's friends in an interesting sequence that I guess is the catalyst for the final act of the film uh, at a family dinner slash gathering, um, which I won't spoil any further than that. But I guess it reaches the boiling point at at that point where Chris is like, I feel really uncomfortable right now and I don't really know why. And I find that to be probably the best aspect of this film just because it makes the audience reflect on their own actions in a sense of, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that or maybe I shouldn't have done that or, you know, maybe I should really think before I, I do speak. And I I find that all to be very interesting. And I think that goes down to just how Jordan Peele obviously feels about horror um, and I guess representing these themes through horror. Um, His background, of course, being more in a comedic sense. If you've seen the Keen Peele show, which is one of the best sketch comedy shows I've ever seen, I would put it up there with the best of Saturday Night Live just because of how good uh, Key and Peele are together. 
Um, but Jordan's background when he speaks of his interests and I guess where his uh, love for horror lies, you have a look at the films that he talks about. He speaks of Candyman, which he, of course, produced a reimagining of uh, in 2021, which I'm yet to review, but I'm hoping to see it soon now that theatres are open. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's interesting in that respect because you see the themes that are brought up in, in Candyman. We, we deal with... Um, you know, racism, um, a, a bit of um, uh, the, the colonization issues as well um, in the lower socioeconomic parts of America and uh, themes like that that are, are very thoughtful and obviously have had that profound effect on Jordan Peele that he's able to represent them in his work in a thoughtful way but also an entertaining way where it doesn't impede on the story for him dealing with this social commentary, rather it elevates the material to, I guess, a profound effect because we're not really expecting the story to go in the directions it's going into or deal with the themes that it's dealing with. And I, I just find that to be really crafty and really well done. The story itself stands alone without the racial subtext. You could watch the film without having any of the knowledge of what's going on, um, which I guess is what Stephen Root's character is kind of like. You can just watch it as an entertaining horror film and it works on that level too. But if you're looking at the little subtleties that are, are placed throughout to highlight, you know, the different forms of racism, that subtle racism, which I mentioned, it, it's really interesting and does elevate the film to that that higher level, uh, which is, of course, why it was nominated for Best Picture in 2017 or 2018 Oscars, which is just, uh, to me, very profound. We haven't seen a film, I guess, garner this attention uh, in the horror genre for quite some time, and I guess the only film to do it since was Jordan Peele's Us. So it's interesting to see the impact he's had on, I guess, uh, the, the film industry in general. And I think that goes to just, you know, that that revelation in the film, which I won't spoil, like I said, but it sort of just plays on your mind afterwards and you, it makes you really delve into yourself a little and think about you know, the, the actions that you've, you've taken when you've been put in a situation that makes you uncomfortable, do you deflect that onto someone else um, and, and your insecurities onto that person just because you don't know how to deal with it? How do you actually take that? And I, I just find all of that to be really well handled here. Uh, if we go into a few of the more technical aspects of the film, I find that uh, Daniel Kaluuya is amazing here. Uh, this is one of the best, I guess, debut film performances I've seen. Now, He's, of course, been in other work, a lot of stage work um, before, and he is a British actor, which is surprising because his American accent is so fantastic in this film. It's honestly flawless. And if you've seen uh, Judas the Black Messiah, which he won an Oscar for, um, he is just a, a revelation. He, he nails that accent, and I can't imagine how hard it is to actually do that um, and, and do it to such an effect because he honestly just nails it. He is so good in this film. And that's why he was nominated for an Oscar for this film as well. Uh, Alison Williams is also really, really good as Rose. Um, I haven't seen her in a great deal. I know she was in Girls, but I wasn't a, um, a a frequent viewer of Girls. I did see The Perfection in 2018 when it did come out, and I thought she was quite good in that, but that was, of course, after Get Out. So um, beforehand, I hadn't really seen a lot from her, but she is fantastic in the film. Um, a, sh a scene stealer, if you will, um, is definitely Lil Rel Howery as Rod Williams, uh, who works for TSA. Uh, he is fantastic, and he is the comic relief in the film, but he is such a great character. I absolutely love 
his involvement in this story. He is hilarious. He's really uh, down-to-earth and relatable. Um, but his line delivery here is fantastic. And he's picked up other comedic uh, jobs since then. He was, of course, in Bad Trip, which I reviewed earlier this year. Uh, and he was recently in Vacation Friends, which isn't a fantastic film. But he's always consistently funny. And here he flirts with, you know, just just that comic ability that he has and he doesn't go too far into the comedic realm if you're familiar with his work he he sort of uh, is very much surface level in that regard but some of his line delivery here is just so fantastic he is honestly brilliant um and hats off to bradley whitford and Catherine keener as well because the roles they play in this film are quite difficult especially once you've watched the story and what they're actually doing it's really uncomfortable, but they're both really good at doing, I guess, what they're what they're good at doing, which is just acting. They're fantastic here. I, I found that Bradley Whitford's conversations with Chris uh, during the film to be quite interesting. I, I liked the, I guess, the way that they delve into his character, where he does feel like just a, a an ignorant dad, but when you find out what's actually going on, you sort of see him and think, ah, you're actually kind of a secret asshole. You're really not a good person. But the way the film handles it up until that revelation in the third act, it's sort of to the point where you're like, ah, I think I like you. I think that you're just a, you know, you're just a bit senile and not really understanding what you're saying. But you know, you're okay, I guess. We, we sort of, you know, shrug it off. And I think that's what P- Jordan Peele's saying as well, is like, actually, look a little deeper when people are making those comments because it's actually not okay. So there's, you know, that hidden meaning within his character as well, which is interesting. And I, I find that to be handled, again, really well. But hats off to Bradley Whitford because he's really good here. And a brief um, mention of Lakeith Stanfield. Now, I've mentioned how much I like Lakeith before. Uh, my reviews for, like, Knives Out, I've talked about Sorry to Bother You before as well. He is really, really good in this film. Um, the film opens with him uh, in a fantastic sequence, all in one take, uh, where he's walking down the street and he is essentially kidnapped uh, to the backdrop of Run, Rabbit, Run, um, which is another thing. The use of music, whether it be um, diegetic or non-diegetic in this film, is fantastic. Uh, hats off to Michael Abels, the composer to this film. He also did Us and both of these soundtracks on vinyl and these beautiful waxwork um, vinyl prints that I've got, which are fantastic. But hats off to the music here. Um, but in that opening sequence in particular, it's really, really off-putting and quite scary and it's just the way that it's filmed peel does such a great job of just like you know following we follow lakeith through this neighborhood and this long tracking shot as he then approaches his vehicle um or approaches a vehicle um he's then kidnapped and then we don't see him until later in the film where of course that revelation happens uh but he is really really good here too and he's of course gone on to do great things working with daniel kaluuya again with uh, judas um the black messiah um, sorry, Judas and the Black Messiah. I, I keep um, mis- mispronouncing the title. Um, but yeah, he's really, really good here. I found him to be uh, quite a revelation for the brief time he is on screen. Uh, but overall, guys, this is a really entertaining film and one of my favourites. I, I just appreciate the way that everything's put together. It goes back to, um, I guess, a bygone era of horror cinema. We are dealing with here just the 
I don't know, the bones of something really impressive. And it's a testament to Jordan Peele because to come out of the gates is strong is something that's really hard to do. And he just does such a great job. He, he really just nails what what he's trying to do. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. He, he sets out with the goal of establishing really heady themes, but to the backdrop of a strange and weird horror premise. And I think he does a really good job with that. I, I think the characters are all really well established. They're really well realized. I really love the performances. Like I mentioned, Daniel Kaluuya is a revelation here. There's one little sequence that I hate in this film, and it's in the trailer, and it's just two back-to-back jump scares that don't really serve any purpose and feel really out of place. And because of the portion that they happen in the film, I think it might, might have been a studio mandate to have these scares there to sort of jolt the audience awake because... Other than that, they feel really out of place and really don't work with the the rest of the film. And it feels a bit disappointing because they are very noticeable when they do happen. You're like, are you serious? Why the hell did you do that? That does not work for me. And it's really disappointing because, like I said, the rest of the film is just so superbly crafted and executed. It's just disappointing that those two scenes, or I guess it's one scene, but two scares, um, like, yeah, exist in the film because outside of that, there really are no jump scares. It's a thoughtful and, I guess, mind-bending horror film. It's different to your typical Blumhouse film too because the film was made by uh, Blumhouse, which at the time was completely different to anything else that they had done. I guess they normally delve into very simplistic horror films and sometimes they're executed really well, but they go for that you know, a teenage audience where they're trying to do those really you know, jolty, fast-paced jump scares that do detract from the overall film. And I guess that's what Blumhouse is good at, but they've also done a really good job of establishing a brand now. When you see the Blumhouse logo, you kind of know what to get. Um, You know that you're going to get a low-budget horror flick, but with, um, with something a little special in there. And I think that comes from Get Out, because I think Get Out was the first film under Blumhouse's... um, repertoire of of recent releases to really delve into that but overall guys i really love get out it's one of my favorite uh, horror films I, I would say honestly of all time i think it's a fantastic film and something i've watched so many goddamn times now it's just um yeah it's, it's just fantastic i'm gonna give get out a 9.5 out of 10 if it wasn't for those two jump scares and that little passage of the film i honestly would give it a 10 out of 10 but those little tiny, um, I wouldn't even call them errors, just those tiny sequences really do detract from the overall film for me. And like I said, it's just because I can see that studio mentality to say, hey, wake the audience up at this point by putting two out-of-place jump scares in here, okay? You got it? Okay, good. And that's exactly what they do, and you can really feel that in the film. Maybe that's me being a little cynical, but at the same time, it's really noticeable. But that brings this Halloween Spooktacular episode to a close, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've really enjoyed uh, these reviews because I've had a lot of fun putting them together. It's really cool to just sort of, um, you know, sit back, review horror films because I love doing it um, and really delve into some of the more unique horror films that are out there. And Get Out definitely falls into that category. But look forward to more reviews coming at you very shortly, guys. And I hope you're having a spooky October. Until next time, peace out.
pick up every stitch You've got to pick up every stitch You've got to pick up every stitch